This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself. Change with world. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers Radio. And today we're going to be talking about um, living our truth, speaking our truth, being our truth, and living our truth. And um, I think this is a fabulous topic and something that we can kind of continually reapproach and step into and learn for, from. So it's one of the things that I include on my list of practices. That when practices are things that we can focus on in our everyday life in order to bring about more understanding and awareness. So knowing what you want is actually only one part of, you know, kind of creating the dream of what it is that you are, are wanting to see in your life. So what, what happens is that in order to create this dream, it requires that we are in a place of really radical honesty um, with ourselves with the things that we're doing, um, with the people um, and and everyone that's in um, our lives. So that's what we're going to talk about is how do you create that really radical and transformational honesty and, and why? You know, some people would argue that, you know, white lies are essential and that, uh, you know, there's no way to actually stay in our truth and, and be in our truth on a regular basis, that the consequences are too high or that, you know, sometimes the truth hurts more than it helps or whatever. There's lots of reasons that people use to say we actually don't need to be in this deep state of knowing our truth and, and living our truth. Um, but however, I'm going to make an, an argument for today is that it, this, this truthfulness primarily with ourselves is foundational for not just our fulfillment, but also for our success. It is one version of what we were talking about last week, which is what does it mean to actually live from our core? You know, one of the words that I used when talking about um, the core was actually, I used the word truth, our, our deep truth. So uh, part of how this truth shows up is, is in that ability to access and be connected to w- what is our, at our core, our, our deepest, deepest um, longing, truth, dream. All of these words are kind of used to explain um, slightly different perspectives on a similar thing. Okay, so that first level, which we talked about, like I said last week, which was this connection to this uh, core sense of self, is a you know a fundamental, a primary step forward in living our truth. Right, and when we're connected to this. 
we're going to start to get real signs and signals about what is and what is not in alignment with us, right? And that becomes another, then another layer of the truth, right? Acknowledging what is and is not in alignment with us. You know, so when we start to do that and listen to those things, then we have more and more of what it is that we want. We have more and more of what resonates with us, of what uh, leaves us feeling deeply fulfilled. So, you know, being in, you know, being in this, this place of developing our a truthful connection with things, right? Uh, it can be as simple as eating the right foods um, and knowing what is right to put in our body, what is sort of the best relationship of things to put in our body. It can be about um, knowing what it is, like being really truthful about what inspires us or what holds our attention. Um, yeah, that's a really great example. Sometimes we, we go through life sort of pretending that we are interested in certain things or not interested in certain things. And when we get into a deeper place of truth, you know, it becomes more about, you know, yeah, this is just what I like. This is what I'm into. This is what I naturally pay attention to. This is what feels good for me. And in so it's knowing that, and then it's also the ability to communicate that and the ability to foster and develop that in our lives. All of that is around, around truth. So one of the best cues that we can get around truth in, and whether we're living in it is our emotions, right? So there's a, there's a trick here because, you know, a lot of people experience like, chronic emotions. They're, they're emotions that they've, they've stored, they're carrying from the past, that they have very little to do with what is actually happening. In fact, you might hear yourself say or someone else say, everything in my life is perfect. I don't know why I'm just not happy. That would, that would be an example of sort of a chronic emotion, something that is, is more about the past or a habit, um, you know, kind of developing a habit around feeling a certain emotion a lot of the time, then it is about what is happening in the moment, right? So that's a reason that it makes really good sense for us to be clear about what our stories from our past are and um, what are the emotions that we are comfortable or not comfortable feeling. So being clear about our stories allows us to tell the difference between our stories and what we're experiencing in the moment, right? So in our, our stories, when we, we start to identify the patterns from our stories or the types of things that trigger us from the past, then we can see them. They almost become, you know, it, it, some of these things, these shifts in perception are actually challenging to explain, but they, they actually become things that you can see as different that before that looks like they were one in the same, right? So as you become clear of how your stories and your patterns from these past experiences, you can actually tell the difference between 
your feeling states that are related to those and your feeling states that are related to what's going on in the moment. So that's a very important skill to learn. And that's one of the reasons that, you know, in therapy, it's important to dig into your past and understand how your past influences you now. Once again, not so you can identify with it, not so it becomes the truth of who you are, but because it will then inform you. It will allow you to actually get more into the present moment. Right. And then I was also talking about, uh, you know, what emotions are we comfortable feeling and what emotions are we not comfortable feeling? This is really huge. If there's an emotion that you standardly do not experience, that emotion is um, repressed um, and it makes sense then to start to look for it, right? So it got buried at some point in time, usually because we were told that that emotion was not a good thing to have or we were unsuccessful in getting what we wanted when we were expressing that emotion or it became overwhelming and we didn't know what to do with it. Those are some reasons that someone would start to push down an emotion. And one of the really common ones that we see um, is anger, right? And and sometimes that's a little bit more. Um, you see um, women a little less comfortable with anger and men a little less comfortable with sadness. However, if we were to line those up, anger tends to be really towards the top of, you know, emotions that are not considered um, socially acceptable and sadness following on um, its tail. So um, a lot of times people say, well, I haven't cried in years or, um, you know, I never get angry, things like that, right? So those are, those are some cues that there's an emotion that's been sort of blocked. And when an emotion get, gets blocked, it keeps us from being able to access our own uh, truth, right? And that's, I was talking about that a little bit um, last week as well. So if you want a little more information about that, you can um, listen to last week's podcast and going into some more detail. So there is this, um, you know, recognizing the emotions that we've kind of pushed down and then also recognizing the emotions that have become habits. That means we've locked them in to such a degree that um, we feel them all the time, right? Um, We could feel them because it's the safe feeling to feel, um, whether that's, you know, happiness or sadness or whatever. That's just our safe feeling, um, or it could be because um, we've sort of, we're, it's almost like we've gotten jammed somehow. And we, so we have this uh, uh, emotion that kind of keeps playing almost like, you know, if you were to keep um, hitting a particular key um, on a piano or something, it just kind of keeps playing over and over again. And so we want to be aware of that, like, oh, am I kind of feeling this all the time? Are there not, you know, fluctuations in what I feel? And if this is the case, then why is that? Because we go through so many different things in the course of a day or, um, you know, a year or whatever that, you know, we should see fluctuations actually in in our feelings. Um, And so 
just this is a little bit of an aside, but, you know, peace at that point in time, you know, this inner calm that we're trying to create is not the absence of emotions, it's the absence of identifying with the emotions and being run by the emotions, right? So anyway, we should be aware of these emotional fluctuations that happen inside of us. And as we start to get aware of, you know, our habits and as we start to get aware of our stories, right, we, it becomes clearer what our present, our experience in the present is, what's going on. And then that becomes a really clear indicator of what is really true and right for us. What's in alignment for us, right? So when we're bored or, you know, distracted or um, feel agitated, things like that, something is not right, right? And it is becoming aware of that. And then this is where truth is so incredibly critical. Being willing to be honest with yourself or with another person that that's what's going on. That's huge, huge truth, right? There's something that isn't working, right? It's, it's not the way that, you know, would feel really, you know, in alignment or good for me. And I'm going to be honest with myself and make the changes that I need to, or I'm going to be honest with another person so that we, we can make the changes that need to be made. A lot of times what happens is we have those stories. And the stories are along the lines of what I was saying before. If I share my truth then, right? Or, you know, I don't really, you know, the, the this is a little bit of a quieter one, meaning it doesn't, you don't necessarily hear it from start to finish, but it's sort of like, oh, if I look at that, then I have to change it, right? If I acknowledge that my habit here is really not that good, then I, now, you know, it's sort of like I'm in a place where I either have to say I'm going to accept that or I'm going to take action and change it. And so we sort of, sort of try to put that off because maybe that feels a little uncomfortable in a different way. So getting into, you know, that willingness to take in what is happening in the situation and then be truthful about it in our communication, either with ourself or with another person. And the next part of the truthfulness comes into the action that's taken. And you could think of that, other words that you could use would be like clean, clear, resonant, aligned, right? This is when what you're doing is sort of writing the process. It's making a new and clear connection between where it is that you're, you know, what it is that you're feeling, <clears throat> excuse me, what it is that you have been feeling and where it is that you want to go, right? It's like a strong cord. And in order to do that, in order to walk that line, that's where we need to be in a real strong place of truth. So in order to move forward in that new and good way, 
we can't start going into like denial or the history of or anything like that. All of that just winds up getting us confused, confused on the inside, confused in our results, all of that kind of stuff. But when we are willing to settle in, you know, really settle in and take this clean, clear, deep, truthful action to move ourselves forward, we see really profound changes, profound changes throughout, you know, all of our life. And it's not just something where it's like, you know, it gets us from A to B. It's really something that has an effect in all areas of our life. It's like we've been freed somehow to be truly who we are and to act in a way that feels deeply truthful with who we are. And I'm actually, I have a question that was written in about you know, a kind of an aspect of this, working with an aspect of this and some of the challenges that I'll get to you um, after the break. So for now, this is Real Answers with Dr. Kate Siner, and I will talk to you right after the break. is your chance to be part of the show. Call 877-230-3062. Call in with your questions or thoughts and talk with the host and their guests. Again, that number is 877-230-3062. Author and educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a Ph.D. in psychology, and plenty of real-life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesiner.com. Are you craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator Dr. Kate Siner is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your core so you can make a difference in the world starting with yourself. Visit www.katesiner.com. That's K-A-T-E-S-I-N-E-R.com. Be the change you wish to see is a phrase that gets said a lot. But the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to make the changes you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived that support you on your path of positive change. To learn more and get started, visit www.katesiner.com. 
Hi, uh, this is Dr. Kate Siner in Real Answers. And right before the break, we were talking about truth and how living your truth, feeling your truth, being your truth um, supports you in creating a fulfilled and successful life. And um, I, I was saying that I was going to answer a question from someone um, right after the break. And so that's what I'm going to do. And uh, the question is, what are some tools for speaking up when you're afraid to share what's true for you? So this will actually bring me right into my next um, point is that sometimes the effect of our speaking truth is some form of loss um, or, um, you know, a confrontation or something like that. And that's one of the reasons why people hold themselves back from either acting in a way that's in alignment with them or, you know, speaking in a way that is um, truthful. So, um, um, once again, it's like, what are some tools, right? So very specifically, what is it that you can use in order to feel more comfortable speaking up when you're feeling afraid? So there's something that this question implies. It implies that you want to speak up, right? So the desire there is to speak up. And I think that that's a first point of saying, okay, well, you know, I've recognized something inside of myself that, you know, is important for me to share. And now I have this idea that something might negative might happen, right? So the first thing we want to go back is just what I said, which is, you know, is this a, a fact? Is this actually something that is likely to be happening? Or is this a past story that you have? So taking a look at that and saying, you know, if it's a story from your past, you might actually want to address that past issue before moving forward so that you can get clear. If it's a real risk, for example, you know that you are sharing a piece of truthful information that could potentially um, upset someone, um, say you've been untruthful before and and now you're trying to be truthful, that sometimes can create problems in relationships. Um, and, and you're afraid about the effect that it, it might have, right? So you, you need to find some way to actually strengthen yourself. You know, one of the things is, is that the solution is actually right in your, um, you know, right, right here in the fact of like getting really to your center, getting to the truth of what's right for you, right? Because from that place, you're going to know how important this is to do. Right. So once you're in your place of truthfulness with yourself, you'll be able to feel how important it is for you to convey this truth through your um, actions and through your words. Right. So that's getting really clear. And then then the next piece of it is actually to take a flip look at the other side and what are the consequences for not speaking your truth? What is it that might happen if you decide not to share? And sometimes people can say things like, well, you know, nothing really. Like, um, you know, uh, I'm really, I'm, like I'm creating a problem by sharing the truth rather than, than, than not, like than um, taking away from one. But if you look at it a little bit closer, that usually isn't the case. When you become dishonest with yourself and um, with um, other people, 
which is the natural byproduct of being dishonest with yourself. Um, so when you do that, then what happens is, is like you lose some, you lose some self-respect and you lose a sense of integrity. And, um, and ultimately that leaves you hiding or blocking a part of yourself from, uh, the relationship that you're in. Right. And, th- and there can be times where, um, that's what you want. That's the kind of relationship that you want to have. You don't want to be as close to the person or you don't want them to know everything about you. And that's a choice. However, if you want, to develop closeness and intimacy and a truthful relationship and all of that kind of stuff, um, which a lot of people do with at least one other person, if not more, then when you don't share your truth, the effect is that even if you keep the relationship and even if you keep the, um, uh, you know, you, you, keep the relationship and you keep the problem that you're afraid will happen from happening, you ultimately actually still lose the relationship. You're never able to get to the same level of connectedness or, um, uh, or truthful relationship because of whatever it is that was you were untruthful about. And that's cumulative over time. That's actually something that can grow relationships apart. And that would be an argument against the little white lies that we tell along the way. So another thing that I would say is if you find yourself in a relationship where you continually need to tell those little white lies, I would ask, why? What's going on? Are you in a relationship with someone that you believe you can't be truthful with, that you believe can't handle the truth? So is there an imbalance in some way in the relationship um, that needs to be addressed? Right, And all of these things, you know, um, start to bring you back to like what's most important here. And that's where you have to get really truthful with yourself. What's most important here? To keep the peace, to not have this, you know, bump in my day or, you know, week or month or challenge in, you know, in my relationship or whatever. Is that most important to me? Or is it most important to me that I have this, you know, open, truthful, connected relationship with myself and with this other person or people? Right. So by getting clear about what it is that's really important, that can kind of give you enough courage to move forward. Right. The other thing that you can do in order to develop a skill is actually learn how to say things. Sometimes it's our delivery that makes all the difference. I mean, just because we're being truthful doesn't mean that we have to be brutal. Um, so there are ways of saying things that are accurate and truthful and effective and can be heard. So I would definitely work on communication skills um, in uh, so that you can learn how to be truthful in a way that gets you, you know, closer to a person rather than further. So those would be some of my tools around, um, you know, having, you know, speaking up when you're afraid to share what's true for you, like getting really cl- clear about what the price is if you don't 
um, getting clear about, you know, what it is that you're trying to create and learning the skills for keeping yourself, um, you know, for, for communicating the truth in a way that's really effective. Right. So building on this, um, one of the um, things that can happen when we speak our truth that a lot of people are afraid of is, is loss, right? So it's like if, if we are really crystal clear about who we are and what we want and, and what is, you know, acceptable or not acceptable to us, right? Things can shift dramatically. You want to change your life, stand in your truth for a while, right? It can shift so many different pieces of your life so radically because if you stand in your truth and you really hold that, things are going to shift around you. There will be people who will not want to tolerate that. There will be people who um, will, uh, you know, want you to go back to being dishonest, want to keep something the same way or, um, there will be situations where, you know, your truth just says this is done, right? Um, you know, sometimes it, that's like a, a really clear thing, whether it's a relationship or a job or whatever. You might just, you know, get to the place of being really truthful with, your, with yourself and saying, oh, wow, there's nothing really here anymore. This, this needs to be, this needs to be ended, right? And that's a form of loss, Sometimes when we're truthful with ourselves, the loss is actually a belief we've had about ourselves, right? I'm the kind of person who, right? Kind of back to that mask stuff that I was talking about last week. You know, we become identified with being a certain type of person. And then when we start to look at ourselves really truthfully, we see that, "Mm, well, yeah, maybe we are, maybe we aren't. And, uh, and that could be a loss of, you know, a sense that I am this person. I am this person who is, uh, loyal. I am this person who is caring. I am, you know, these things that maybe we've held up as, as being who we are. And, uh, we, we see that we're not all of a sudden. You know, a relationship is another really fabulous place to see that where it's like, you know, when you're presented with information from someone that you care about that's in direct conflict with, you know, how you perceive yourself, it takes a lot of truth with yourself to know whether to take that in or not, right? Is this person what they're saying to me? Does it have some truth to it? Is there something for me to learn from this, you know, that will ultimately bring me into a a deeper understanding of myself, right? Or does my knowing my truth actually make it clear that, you know, that what this person is saying is, is not accurate for me? You can see that, how the ability to see and understand and hold your own truth actually helps you be able to navigate intimate relationships. And by intimate, I mean anybody who's close to you. So our truth becomes really, really critically important to 
not just our own comfort in our own skin, but our ability to navigate our lives, right? And it takes a lot of courage to bring in another important trait. It takes a lot of courage to be able to face what the results of that might not be, especially if you've been being dishonest with yourself or another person on a regular basis for a long time. Facing that can be really, really overwhelming. And the amount of change that it can bring into your life can make it seem like it might be a bad choice. And the way that a lot of people translate that is that there's a penalty for living your truth. Right. But that's not really the case. What it actually is, is that if you step into your truth, even though there might be things that will be uncomfortable, ultimately, you will have that sense of integrity, freedom, openness in your life. There's a way that that truthfulness actually creates a degree of fearlessness, right? So it's a really, really beautiful thing. I mean, there's a reason why throughout time you've had truth tellers, right? Standing in powerful positions in history. People who are willing to connect with that regardless of what the consequence is. They're willing to speak from that deep place of truth. So another question that I got on this particular topic is, how can you tell the difference between a truth that is important to share and what may be better to keep to yourself, right? So I'll say that again. How can you tell the difference between a truth that's important to share and what maybe is better kept to yourself? Right? So sir, that's our, another really good question. So once again, in looking at all of these different, what are the effects of truth and why would I speak my truth and what are the outcomes of it? You know, um, Thinking about, uh, you know, when we want to share versus when we want to hold it ourselves. And I would say that what is in the highest and best alignment with you? What is actually, you know, the most truthful way for you to be? Being, telling the truth does not necessarily mean that you share everything that crosses your mind. That can be overkill. There's lots of things that just don't need to be shared in the sense that, you know, they're random thoughts that go through our minds. It, it, so it's not about sharing every last detail of what's inside. It's about staying in that place of integrity with yourself, that place of truthfulness with yourself, right? So I'm going to say a little bit more about that when we come back from the break. And uh, for now, this is Dr. Kate Siner. This is Real Answers. And um, I will be back in just a second.
and educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a PhD in psychology, and plenty of real-life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesiner.com. Are you craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator Dr. Kate Siner is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your core so you can make a difference in the world starting with yourself. Visit www.katesiner.com. That's K A T E S I N E R.com. Be the change you wish to see is a phrase that gets said a lot, but the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to make the changes you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived that support you on your path of positive change. To learn more and get started, visit www.katesiner.com. Now is your chance to be part of the show. Call 877-230-3062. Call in with your questions or thoughts and talk with the host and their guest. Again, that number is 877-230-3062. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner with Real Answers Radio, and we've been talking about... Living, being, speaking, sharing your truth and um, the benefits of that um, for creating fulfillment and um, a sense of success in your life, right? So uh, what I was just talking about before the break was um, your ability to tell the difference between um, a truth that's important to share and one that's better kept to yourself. Right. And, and how is it that you might be able to tell the difference there as far as, um, you know, when, when you hold and when you share? It's specifically, you can ask yourself the question, what is my motivation? Right. And if your motivation is to hide or conceal or manipulate or something like that, um, you probably want to take a look at that. And if your motivation is to, you know, be truthful, convey something, have a positive effect, um, cr- create understanding, something along those lines, right? Uh, then, you know, y- you will want to take a look at it a slightly different way. Right. So in, in the first case, you want to actually clear out what is motivating you 
um, to try and have this hold over other people's uh, thoughts, feelings, and actions. Why is it that you don't want them to behave in a certain way that maybe you won't like? You know, they'll get upset with you. They'll think less of you. You know, they'll challenge you, whatever. Right. So you want to take a look at that and see if you can figure out how to let that go. Right. And in the second case where you're hoping to do something positive, you can take a look and say, how is it that what I am doing is likely to contribute to that? In other words, is this an, an effective method for creating more understanding and um, or creating a deeper connection? And that kind of inquiry will just lead you like kind of deeper and deeper into understanding what being a truthful person really means. That's why when I started this, I said, well, this is a practice that I really support because, you know, a practice is something you do on a regular basis to gain more and more um, understanding and awareness. And so that's what that line of inquiry allows you to do is to gain more and more understanding and awareness. And you might find that what is a motivator for you speaking at one point in time becomes different. And as you sort of change in your relationship to being as truthful as possible, you will go through different levels of understanding what that really means. Right. And when it really comes down to it, when we are being really truthful with ourselves and we're holding that in a good and strong way, it becomes easier to, I want to say it becomes easier to share because it's not entirely that. It's almost that we need to state the truth less because we are being the truth more. Right? So that doesn't mean that we then don't have to share anything. We still will. But when you are living your truth and you've done that consistently for a while, or let's say consistently enough for a while, there are less conflicts um, or problem areas to deal with. Because, you know, your life has sort of already adjusted to you being in that truthful place. So, in looking at, kind of looking at this topic of, you know, truth and why it's important, I'm going to give you an example from... Uh, the the business world, when you say, well, you know, you've been talking about fulfillment and you've been talking about success and I've heard things about how it might help your relationships and how you, it might keep you in a stronger place of integrity with yourself. And, you know, so I wanted to look at it kind of through like a business lens just briefly, which is, well, how is truth important to business, right? And if you think about like what is, you know, what is um, a sales process or what is a marketing process or something like that? But actually, 
a, a, a place where we need to be incredibly truthful, right? And I realize that that might challenge some perspectives about both marketing and sales, but um, in the sense that, you know, marketing is just, it, it, for a business, is similar to the way that you represent yourself in, in your day-to-day life. How you're promoting or speaking about yourself or being yourself, whether it is in your own skin, just as a person, or as a business, it's like you are communicating and hopefully communicating truthfully and clearly and with integrity with the, wor- with the world. And when you do that, you've created something of such incredible val- value that has such a potential for transformation. And when you do that, one of the things that I, you know, show in my business development programs is that when, when business owners are in a place of really understanding what their business is about and communicating it truthfully with the world, um, then they see it, amazing results as far as their ability to bring on clients, customers, money, that kind of thing. Because that truthfulness is is so powerful and uh, um, alluring and, um, yeah, and healing. So being truthful in that way, Really, you know, allowing yourself to cleanly and clearly um, talk, a, a, like, be who you are and speak about who you are and live who you are, whether professionally or personally, is deeply, deeply impactful. And so wrapping things up is I have another question about truth, which is, is there a difference between my truth and my feelings. Um, and here's the example that's given. Feelings are real, but they don't seem to be true because they change in an instant. Right? So that question is about like, how do you really uh, start to differentiate? Like, you know, people will say, well, if you feel it, then that's like the truth of what's going on for you. Well, if you feel it, that's the truth of what you're feeling, right? Which is one aspect of reality and one aspect of your personal experience, right? So um, your truth in that broader sense actually incorporates multiple different levels, right? Which is why it starts to become such a complicated topic, right? So it's not just how you're feeling. Your feelings are a guide to understanding your own truth. But it's not just about, okay, you feel happy, therefore that is what is true. That's what's true about your feelings. So now your truth might be um, from who you are as like a fixed point, how you're feeling, what you want, you know, um, what is required, what's being drawn out of you by a situation. Um, those could all be what you think about it, what you perceive, you know, sort of your intuition about it. 
all of those things could be incorporated into your your truth right so as you are developing this and as you can see and kind of like in talking about it today that you are kind of continually walking around your experience and trying to be as accurate and connected and clear about what it is that's going on, right? And the easiest thing to do in that is to have your ideals or your aspirations or um, your inspiration be something that guides you towards being more truthful in your life, right? So in other words, it's very difficult for us to judge how truthful we're being unless we're actually looking at the relationship between between different parts of something, right? So when we're untruthful, it's because, say, we're saying something which doesn't line up with the facts, right? Or when we're being untruthful, we're expressing emotion that doesn't represent how we're feeling on the inside, right? That would be a a lack of truth. I'm thinking one thing and I'm saying another thing. So it's that relationship. Because individually, if I just say, like, if I just take a thought or I just take a feeling or I just take, you know, one little episode, then and I have nothing to relate it to, then you don't actually get a sense of truthfulness. Like, we, we develop our truthfulness through the relationship of different components. Right? So when you're looking at this, how do I tell the difference between my truth and my feelings? It's a very involved question, which in in relationship to what? In relationship, are your feelings true and valid as your feelings? Yes, absolutely. They are. It's, there's no, there's nothing to discuss there. Um, Are your feelings, you know, uh, being communicated truthfully? To another person? Are you being truthful about what it is that you're feeling with yourself? You know, are you, um, you know, are, are your feelings actually being like, are you able to speak about them in a way that is really truthful? Right. So it is uh, when we're working with truth, we're looking at relationship, right? And, and there is, um, you know, there's another whole way of looking at truth that I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into just because I think that it might, it might, um, muddy the water a little bit. But when you're trying to decide, okay, well, how can I be a more truthful person? I would say, okay, is your life in alignment? with who you are does the outside of your life and how people perceive you 
match with, you know, who you are? Do you take action on a regular basis that is in integrity with who you, how you identify yourself, who, who you claim to be? Do you take what has happened, facts and information that you've seen happen, and do you represent that as clearly and accurately as you possibly can? You know, those are the ways that you start to look at, you know, living your truth and being your truth. And when you create a dynamic relationship between yourself and the world that is really truthful, your power to create fulfillment for yourself and success for yourself and for other people becomes magnified. Just so incredibly magnified. So that's the thought that I'm going to leave you with today. And um, thank you very much for joining me here on Real Answers. I look forward to speaking with you next week um, at the same time. And um, in the meantime, you can check out my website, www.katesigner.com. And um, I will talk to you next week. You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesiner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help.